Hi there, this is Sage Faulkner, and this is the Chama Peak Land Alliance Farm and Ranch Podcast. These are previously aired live recordings from the Farm and Ranch radio show on 96.1 FM KXJR. We appreciate the opportunity to share these recordings with you, and if you have questions, you can always reach me, sage at chamapeak.org. There may be old or outdated announcements throughout the show. Please disregard. Thank you again for making time to listen. Our website is www.chamapeak.org. Thanks to CPLA, KXJR, and the many members and guests who have contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Good morning, Chama Valley. This is Sage and you are listening to us live here on 96.1 FM KXJR. Thank you guys for making time to join us this morning. Um, Really excited to have a guest in here today and, and I'll introduce him in just a second, but we'll go through our morning stuff. It is the 27th of September already. Can you guys believe it? Um, beautiful fall weather. I know some of you are starting to hear the elk bugling and, and lots getting going on our hunting season, so best of luck. And please be safe for those of you that are hunting this fall. Um, weather outlook is terrific for the next week or so. According to the weather app, we've got partly cloudy and mostly sunny for the next several days. It looks like our lows are dipping down into the low 40s and maybe up into the 70s or for sure at least the high 60s the next few days with the possibility a 30% chance of rain next Wednesday and we start dipping down a little closer to freezing temps um, midweek next week. So beautiful weather. It's it's fall. Um, Hopefully some of you guys are enjoying the train rides and and doing some of the fun stuff that we have to do here in the fall, even if it's just to take a drive and enjoy the, the changing colors. Um, Chama Peak Land Alliance is one of the sponsors for the Farm and Ranch Show, so thanks to Chama Peak Land Alliance, and you can find us at chamapeak.org. And thank you also to TA Lobo's Fuel Feed and Storage, one of our other sponsors. So if you guys are cruising through TA and you need fuel or feed or if you need to store some stuff by all means run by there and tell them that sage sent you in um disclaimers of course we always do those the opinions on today's show are not necessarily those of kxjr 96.1 or even chama peak land alliance Um, we always try to be fair and respectful and we've never had a fist fight yet in here so uh, we should have a good show for you this morning and with that i'm going to introduce my guest um, cody dems cody why don't you introduce yourself Hi, Sage. Thanks for having me this morning, and it's nice to be in Chama with the hints of fall and, and the oncoming hunting season uh, underway. Uh, my name is Cody Dems. I work with the Forest Stewards Guild. Uh, we're a national uh, nonprofit organization, um, and we have our main office in Santa Fe, but we have folks working uh, around the country and largely here in the southwest and northern New Mexico and southern Colorado. And uh, working with uh, some many partners including Chama Peak Land Alliance and yourself and that's where we we met is through some field time together um, to think about the forests and the waters and the people of northern New Mexico and southern Colorado and and how all those pieces fit together and how those pieces can work together for for kind of long-term health of of the communities and and the lands that we all hold dear. Absolutely and and I think it's um I think it's so wonderful that this community has 
um, folks such as yourself that are concerned about the health of our forests here because we've certainly watched some pretty significant things happen in the last decade and forests last several decades. Um, and so I think one of the things when, when we were exchanging information and I was getting ready to do this show, you talked about um, working at the confluence of people and forests. And I love that idea um, where, they, where they cross. And so thank you for making time to come in and visit with us this morning. And for our listeners out there, um, Cody and I got to go out and spend some time this morning working on a monitoring project, get our feet a little bit wet in the water. And you guys are doing some wonderful stuff. And, and I'm so excited to get to work with you and um, learn from you guys as you go. So we're just going to go through some question and answers this morning and um, thank you again for taking time to to come in and visit with us yeah and thank you and thanks for uh getting out there on a cool fall morning to get your feet wet i, I wouldn't <laughs> trade it for anything that's probably what i love most about this job is getting to do that kind of stuff and learn about it um so let's visit a little bit what do you want our listeners to know about forest stewards guild and your organization yeah so the forest stewards guild is um i'm really appreciate working for the, for the guild and uh, you know I think that idea of confluence of, of people and forests and waters is really um, a key tenant to the guild and, and how we operate and work with folks um, but we're not the only ones thinking that way and right. like really the idea behind that is that people are part of these landscapes and oftentimes we're kind of whether consciously or subconsciously but conversations and, and society tries to split us from the land in some ways. Um, and so we're really working with folks like yourself and others in Chama and um, around northern New Mexico that have these deep ties and recognize that people and land are, are one. Um, and so that's where the guild kind of comes at things and, and the work we do takes different forms depending on uh, what the current needs are and, and of the communities and, and of the kind of uh, forest and water health. And so currently really where uh, I'm stepping in is, and this is maybe a nice follow-up to a conversation that, uh, and a guest you had on the show back, I think in July, my, my colleague Dana Gwynn was on the show to talk about the 232 partnership, right. um, the two watershed, three river, two state cohesive strategy partnership. And so I know that that's a, a big mouthful, um, but I am, you do have the, the Chama reporter out here. The September 23 edition has a nice, uh, nice article about the 232. Um, broadly, really trying to work across some of these, these lines, whether it's on a map, um, state lines, kind of like jurisdictional lines, but also across uh, kind of the ways that we think about things and, and getting people to come together and, and share ideas and share knowledge and different types of knowledge. And so that's really kind of where the realm that I'm working in with the Guild right now is is working with many different folks and learning from folks and being open right. to that learning, but all with the common goal of, you know, making sure that our relationship with the land is maintained and that it's healthy for us and for, for future generations. I love that idea, and, and I'm, I'm sure enjoying getting to work with you guys on that. And um, Cody's right. There is a really nice article. The Rio Chama Reporter crew was, was nice enough to give us some space um, for that, and there's lots going on, and you can also find out more if you like Googling stuff, Google 232, um, and learn more. I, I, every time I go to a meeting or read a newsletter, I learn something, and, and I love being able to do that in, in that role that you guys kind of play 
coordinating the 232 and, um, and making sure that there's that community aspect to it. Um, it's, it's easy enough to do when you're bringing agencies together to kind of maybe not remember that there's a community involved and you guys are always bringing that to the table. And so I really appreciate that role. So for our community listeners, we've, we've got lots of advocates um, and certainly come join us at a 232 meeting. Um, yes, by please. All means. Um, so one of the things that you and I have kind of come together on is, is this monitoring work that, that you're doing and, and you've got a committee that's kind of doing that. And um, as folks mostly probably know by now, I'm, I work with Chalma Peak Land Alliance, um, but I'm pretty green and I'm learning a lot. But one of the things I'm really appreciating um, with many, one of the many projects that you do is, is this idea of monitoring um, some of the treatments and some of the work that is going on here so that we actually have some data that tells us this is working, it's working better than we thought, or maybe not as well as we thought, but without that data, we don't know those questions. It's, it's all just kind of shooting from the hip, um, which isn't bad either. We, we do a little <laughs> of that as well. Um, but let's visit a little bit about some of that monitoring work. What are some of the things that you're working on right now? Yeah, well, we're certainly still shooting from the hip in, in many places. Um, but broadly, I, you know, I think monitoring is, uh, we could go into a deep dive around monitoring right, what right. it is in itself, but I'll try and keep it um, a little more to, to what you and I have been working on. And so within the 232 partnership and across within Chama and kind of across northern New Mexico and southern Colorado, there's a lot of energy and effort underway right now. Um, and uh, new funding sources coming about to implement treatments um, for forest health and watershed health and those can be you know targeted site-specific treatments but then there's also this landscape kind of um, broader thinking of how do individual treatments fit together to create this mosaic or this puzzle of treatments across the landscape and so monitoring in the past we're we, when I say we, I'm talking about all the partners and all the all the folks working working in this realm: uh, state forestry, the Forest Service, Bureau of Land Management, many private landowners, um, Upper Chama Soil and Watershed Conservation District. Um, there's many folks that are already implementing monitoring efforts um, and thinking about specific questions that they have: of Are these treatments getting us to where we want to be or are they leading are they actually having the effects we want them to have um, and so a piece of the 232 and the monitoring committee which is a, a group of folks that are really dedicated to trying to think more about monitoring uh, at this scale is how do we pull together some of that data that already exists and some of those efforts and knowledge that people already hold and how do we expand that out so that we can understand um, the impact of kind of the widespread uh, treatment uh, implementation. And so, uh, you know, understanding that that ranges, and, and we have many questions that range from how are treatments uh, affecting wildfire risk to communities and to watersheds, so the headwaters of these, these major rivers. And I think that that's one place that you know, the town of Chama and the, the folks of Chama really understand and relate to based on my conversations with folks here is that, you know, living at the headwaters, that understanding the, uh, you know, fire risk to structures, but also to those water systems. Right, right. 
sig- um, significant. It's a special place, and so it deserves some some time and attention. Absolutely, a, a very special place. And you know, beyond just the wildfire risk, though, too, these treatments, you know, they're being implemented in forest systems and in watersheds. And so, understanding what is the effect on wildlife and what's the effect on um, kind of stand age and stand health, thinking about forest growth. Um, And then there's a socioeconomic monitoring component. And so understanding how are these treatments carrying out in a way that is or is not benefiting the community with really the ultimate goal of tracking these uh, effects and impacts over time so that managers can then tweak their plans and tweak their approach to better benefit the communities and the systems that they're working to to you know keep healthy and make healthy and protect right and you could probably spend a lifetime right on the socioeconomic piece of it right because rural communities um, particularly in northern new mexico southern colorado are struggling and um, we a lot of our young folks maybe aren't coming back and we just kind of see our our businesses are dwindling and and struggling and so anything any pieces of information that you can feed back um, to Mayor V. Hill and, and to um, all these little communities is really going to be helpful. So I think that's a really cool component that maybe I didn't even understand um, that you were doing as much. So I'm, I'm really tickled to, to get to work with you on some of this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to have, have you with us. And um, anybody else that's out there listening that has even the, the slightest kind of ounce of curiosity or, or a hint of questions about how do treatments play out and how do they, you know, what effect do they have on kind of those the people the forests and the waters Um, please reach out and the 232 and the monitoring committee is a great space to explore those and and, um, implement some projects where we can try and kind of track some of those those questions and and provide some sort of answer right so great opportunity so if we've got some folks out there that have just extra time on their hands and and have that inner scientist and want to come do some stuff we've got a spot for you so (laughs) you can reach out to to Cody as we go Um, so uh, we've kind of already jumped into my next question but how this work impacts local communities Um, and and certainly again knowledge is power right like Mm -hmm. there's just a place there when we know um, if we're having to bring contractors in to do maybe a thinning project and we can't find anybody local is there a way that we can build that local base back up so that some local um, entrepreneurs some young men and women who like being in the forest maybe this is a direction they can go and so then we can start to evaluate that and so there's a lot of different places let's visit some more about that where you feel like there's impact from the work you're doing for our local communities yeah absolutely i think that that's a a really key piece of um the the broader 232 partnerships effort is uh really being community-based and and uh but that can be tricky when we're talking about a landscape of five million acres of northern new mexico and southern colorado and so that's a really important part of the partnership is um connecting with folks that have those different knowledge sources and are facing similar problems or challenges um in terms of of kind of uh recruitment and workforce and and opportunity even to you know have a thinning project that provides um kind of that economic and social benefit to these uh rural communities that have had such a deep tie to these lands right um so i think broadly i mean the monitoring piece is is really taps into that knowledge is power and i think it goes a little bit both ways and so 
um, you know, there's one one side of the coin that it benefits Chama to to be able to have folks like yourself that can relate and kind of relay some of the happenings that are already underway in Chama, so that when we're thinking at this little bit larger scale, I'm just over the divide in Taos County, right. and so we're neighbors, but I'm not here in the heat of kind of the happenings of Chama, and so um, just building those partnerships and sharing that knowledge. Uh, directionally is important, but then also the data that we're collecting and capturing through the monitoring program of the 232 uh, will feed and help direct future management uh, implementation and direction. And so that's really one of the broad goals is this adaptive management piece. And so we ask a question, we go out and measure it to the best way we can, and sometimes that's putting out like temperature sensors and streams, and other times it's just talking to folks that know these forests and know these waters to see what they've what changes they've seen what changes they're seeing and so there's really a range of how we can capture some of that information right. but then we're working to summarize it all so that we can share it to to those that are funding projects and making projects happen again so again for our listeners if, if we're sparking some interest hopefully here you can uh, google the 232 cohesive strategy partnership and learn more about um, some of the work that Cody and I are getting to do and maybe find a place where uh, maybe you just want to see some of that information at some point that'll be an option um, but also if if maybe you're interested or you feel like there's a place where you have some knowledge that maybe Cody needs to know about so reach out to us um, I'll, I'll remind everybody that um, my email address is sage at chamapeak.org and so if you're listening today and you're wanting to visit with Cody um, at some point send me an email and, and I can make sure we get you connected. Um, so we've got a little bit more time here to, to kind of go back over some of um, the fun stuff that we're doing. Um, you mentioned temperature sensors. So we, when we were talking earlier at the introduction about um, getting our feet a little bit wet, um, there's one of the places where you and I have come together is um, doing some restoration work and monitoring within the watershed and on on creeks and things like that but we get to see some beautiful absolutely beautiful country and go put our dip our toes in the water so to speak <laughs> um and so let's talk a little bit about just some of the stuff that we were doing today so sure. so let's visit about that and kind of you know give our listeners a little bit of a picture of what we did yeah, that's great. And I, I just want to reiterate, Sage, you mentioned, uh, you know, reach out if, if we've piqued your interest in any ways. Please do. I'm, I'm uh, a curious person by nature, and I know that uh, our approach isn't, isn't perfect. And so um, a constant learner and, and will, willing and interested and would love to talk to any, anybody that's listening that has ideas or uh, ways that the monitoring or the 232 partnership can, can engage um, more meaningfully and, and really support CHAMA. Um, some of the work we are doing today, so uh, as I mentioned, the, the monitoring questions that we have are really far ranging. And so um, thinking about wildlife and water health and forest health and um, socioeconomic uh, you know, viability and long-term sustainability, uh, we were really diving in more on the water health today. And so um, understanding how some of these water restoration projects are impacting stream flows and stream temperatures. Um, so as, you know, air temperatures are continuing to warm and we're seeing changes in our precipitation patterns um, and, and kind of the, the power of some of the storms that are coming in, 
is really trying to understand how is that affecting some of these smaller uh, streams and, and headwater sources for the Rio Chama. And so a piece of that is uh, that we're kind of building out and piloting, and um, you've been a, a great help in that, is, is installing some stream uh, temperature sensors around around town and um, to track how these uh, like beaver dams for example might slow down water and uh, potentially cool it um, or you know maybe there's other other management actions or restoration tools that have an impact and and can slow some of that water and, and help cool it for species like native cutthroat trout um, and for uh, kind of water storage and use for farmers, ranchers, and the irrigation systems and, and the sequias that uh, really power much of, of northern New Mexico. Absolutely, and, and I think one of the things that, that we know um, looking ahead, if anybody's paid attention to um, the 50-year outlook for the New Mexico um, Interstate Stream and, and State Engineer's Office, it's looking like there's going to be more straws in that cup full of water and, and potentially less water there. So mm -hmm. anything we do not only um, can really improve or, or maintain the viability of the health of our forests and watersheds here, but again, that community as well, but then downstream users um, further on. And, and so lots of big questions and lots of unanswered questions, um, but I think it's really exciting that you guys are here and that you're doing this work and that we have boots on the ground. And um, I'm certainly enjoying the learning process and, and <laughs> well, getting to work alongside you all. So Me too. And I, I do want to be you know, mindful that we are not the ones, the only ones doing this type of work. And Absolutely. we're learning from a lot of um, agencies and uh, land stewards and others that are already thinking about and using some of these tools. And so that's really where this, this collaborative space of the 232 partnership lets us learn from each other and identify areas that we can expand. So exa for example, the stream temperature sensors are used throughout um, northern New Mexico and southern Colorado for different projects. And we're trying to bring it together into this bigger summary um, so that we can think about it at a, at a broader scale to then funnel back down to the site-specific um, kind of management and planning. Absolutely, and I'm really glad you, you reminded me of that because there is some incredible work going on in this space. Um, and I, I will put my farmer hat back on and, and um, just say that, you know, it's, it's really easy for a lot of us in this community to get really active and involved um, where we're at and what we're doing. But it's, it's neat to know that there's so many folks that are coming in that, in that collaborative space and landscape scale um, health of this area. And so, again, just I'll throw it out there to our listeners. There's lots of opportunities if, for community involvement if you guys are interested. Um, and certainly through Chama Peak Land Alliance, let us know that way. You can reach out to Cody, check out the 232 partnership. Just there's lots going on. Um, and, and I think, you know, like anything, sometimes it's easy to get active um, when it's something that's really close to your heart or you're passionate about so maybe somebody really is interested in, in maybe water specific stuff or community specific stuff and um, certainly we take all players so yeah you <laughs> can join us right absolutely anybody with with ideas and knowledge and questions is, is part of it and I think you know um, actually we're really like looking for your engagement and I'm um, you know seeking support at, at this community level we have a lot of uh, kind of resources big scale of these new models and these new metrics and these new, you know, satellite images and all sorts of um, 
like the same photos that Google Earth uses, you know, we can use some of that to monitor and, and measure change of our forests over time. Um, but it's really important to keep that on the ground information and connection as well. Tap and so we tap these big kind of broader resources where we can, but we really need to, to stay connected with, with the folks that live here and know these, know these spaces. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that makes this, this process so special. So, um, and with that, we'll kind of wind it down. Do you have anything else you want to tell our listeners before we say our goodbyes? <laughs> oh, um, no, thanks. Thanks so much for having, uh, me swing in this morning and thanks again for getting in the mud this morning. Um, I think the takeaway is that there's a lot um, of knowledge out there uh, around uh, kind of land management and land stewardship, and that's important. And as we move forward into kind of the changing climate of uh, kind of social systems and, and, you know, changing rural and urbanization, as well as kind of changing economic systems and changing weather and, and kind of precipitation patterns, um, it's really important that we all continue to work together and communicate and share so that we don't silo ourselves too much and we can still think big picture to, to have the best impact. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you and I thank you so much for coming in today. Um, and do you just have, if anybody's interested in contacting you, do you want me to just have them contact me and reach back around to you or do you want to give any other information over the air? Yeah, you can reach directly out to Sage. Um, you can also email me at uh, Cody, C-O-D-Y, at forestguild.org. Guild is spelled G-U-I-L-D. Perfect, and you enunciate well, so we, <laughs> we should be good there. So again, um, a big thanks thanks to you, Cody, for joining us um, this morning. And, and my guest today was Cody Dems with the Forest Guild, and um, we're just glad to be able to work with you.